Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everywhere. It is 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Which means it's time to pray and command your week with the power of prayer. Come on in, everybody on every platform. Let me know where you are watching from. Like this video, tell me where you're watching from. And share. When you share, people get saved. To God be the glory. Almost, I think, uh, we're close to 1,275 people who have given their lives to the Lord so far. Drop that number on the screen. One, two, seven, five. To God be the glory for that. That is absolutely amazing. And that happens in part because of your share. When you share, people get saved. So whatever platform you're on, whether you're on our app, our website, wherever you're at, I need you to share because when you share, people get saved. It is Monday night and it is time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. All right. Come on in, everybody. Let's go. Come on in, ATL, good to see you. Aurora, good to see you. Come on in, Aurora, good to see you. Everybody, speak to me. Hawaii, Orlando, Omaha, welcome, welcome, welcome. Broken Arrow, that's Oklahoma. Bless you, man of God, great to see you. North Carolina, Columbus, Ohio, welcome, welcome, welcome. Some more, Aurora, Denver, good to see you. Welcome, everybody. Come on in, make sure you share. When you share, people get saved. Jersey, Michigan. Uh, come on in, Delaware, Delaware, come on in, everybody. Duval, Texas, Maryland, welcome. Aurora, good to see you. San Antonio, Parker, Colorado, welcome. Good to see everybody in Dallas. Good to see you. Come on, as you're coming in, let's share. We pray together every single Monday night. Miami, MIA, welcome. Texas, Denver, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, Raleigh, North Carolina, Chatown, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, welcome. Texas, Rock Hill, Guadalupe, Columbia, South Carolina. Let's go, let's go. Arizona. Listen, guys, set this time in your clock for uh, years. Atlanta. Um, set this clock uh, in your reminders. Every Monday night at 7 o'clock, we gather together to pray. All right. Um, we, we call it Command Your Day, Command Your Week because it's a biblical pattern and principle of prayer. We get a hold of the day, a hold of the week before it gets a hold of us. And this week, we were super blessed because yesterday, we, we started actually yesterday. I did a pop-up yesterday. As I promised, that thing was amazing. In addition to our two morning services, 9 15, 11 15, then we did that pop up uh, last night. That thing was amazing. If you saw it and you watched the replay, um, just uh, just put a comment to express how yesterday was absolutely incredible. And you can go back and watch all of the replays. And you can watch it on TikTok and watch it on Instagram. It'll be both there and then on uh, Facebook. It's there too. It's not on YouTube, but it's uh, the replays are on every other platform. If you saw it last night, just drop some in the comment. Uh, Lady Green Eyes says, yes, it was. Come on here. Darnell says, yesterday's pop-up was next level. Let's go. Come on. Um, Erica, I see your prayer request on our own Facebook. We're going to cover you in prayer. We're going to cover you in prayer. Uh, it was awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, Tina says, it was what I needed. Um, exclusive hair studio says it was amazing. I only caught a little and it blessed me. Awesome, powerful, no delay. So, prayer is gonna be amazing tonight, as it always is. Let me get a few more of you to share, like the video, tell me where you're watching from, and share again. When you share, people get saved. We're almost, we probably maybe a bit didn't exceed it. Um, uh, over, um, we're close to 1,275 decisions of people who have given their life to the Lord. In fact, um, the person on my team that has that number, get that number for me, please, and post that actual number so I can get the actual number as of last night, as of last night. I see the comment, I've never cried like I did so uh, last night. It was so needed. Come on. Psalm 126 says that they that sow in tears so reap in joy. Your tears, about listen to me. And here's how we're going to start prayer. You ready for this? Any area um, and any pain uh, or, or any revelation, anything that causes you tears. The Bible says that your tear is a form of seed. Pay attention. What you speak is seed. What you do is seed. 
You ready? And your tears are a sea, which means anytime you go through something that makes you release a tear, the Bible says, pay attention to the revelation. It says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Here's why that verse is crazy, because seeds reproduce after their own kind, which means, listen, which means that if you sow in tears, you should, by natural uh, default of the principle, you should reap more tears. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says God will take your tears, which means anything that causes you pain, anything that is a release, because sometimes tears aren't a result of pain. Sometimes tears are a result of revelation or joy. The Bible says that you're going to reap a different type of harvest. That anything, thank you, 1,274. Can y'all give God praise for that? That's the number we're at, 1274. So tonight we're going to cross over 1,275 decisions. Thank you for that. All right, to God be the glory. But anytime you go through anything that makes you shed tears, it is a seed for joy. It is a seed for joy. Um, and I've seen several prayer requests already come in. This is the first, you know, five, six minutes that we've been on. Um, and I want to start with that. I want to pray for everything that has caused you pain, everything that has caused you a tear. Because remember, tears aren't always sad. Sometimes tears are joy. Sometimes tears are release. There used to be a song that says your tears are release. Um, they can't be controlled. Uh, uh, so I want to cover that in prayer. Drop that in the screen, on the screen, Psalm 126. Father, you said that they that sow in tears are going to reap in joy, which means, Father, that we would sow one thing, and in this one instance only, we would reap something different than what we sow. Your word says that seeds reproduce after their own kind. But in this particular instance, anytime we sow something in the form of a tear, we're going to reap it in the form of joy. So, Father, we say thank you for anything that has caused us tears. Come on. Because it was literally the seed for joy. We say thank you for anything that has caused us pain because it was a seed for joy. We thank you for anything, God, that has caused us to have to release it in an emotional way because it is going to come back to us not the same way that we released it, but it's going to come back as joy. And for that, we say thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, everybody say amen right there. Do me a favor, guys. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. And share this video when you share, people get saved. All right. Again, um, we are 1,274 decisions of people who are giving their lives to the Lord. So, Mr. Bishop, why do you talk about sharing so much? Because the power of your share, you don't know whose life you're going to save. Let me tell you today, all, and this happens to me all the time, but no matter where I go, no matter where I go across America, around the I can be at the grocery store, I can be at the mall, I can be in the gym, I can be anywhere. There is not a place I go where I do not run into somebody that is connected to harvest. Now, I'm going to say that again. There's not a place I go where I don't run into somebody that's connected to harvest. Today, I was exercising, and I was as I was walking in a part of the city, uh, somebody honked their horn and waved. I was in the gym. Somebody came over. I was doing some other things. Somebody came over. You're sharing. And, and, and listen, please hear me. It is, not about, it, it is not about pushing man. It is about pushing God. And it's about pushing the word of God. So this is why I ask you to share, uh, because this is what we are called to do. The Bible says that God has given to us, everybody, the ministry of reconciliation. What does this mean? Um, this means that God has called you and I, no matter what we do and where we are, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 18, he has given us to the ministry of reconciliation, bringing people back to him. So, Father, I pray that we would be on our assignment. I pray that everywhere we are and everything that we would do, we would use our lives to bring people to you. We would use our lives to reconnect people to you, to reconcile, re, again, concile, back together. It means that our assignment, whether we're in arts and entertainment, business, education, family, government, media, or church, no matter what we are doing and no matter where we are, our assignment is to get people to you. So, Father, I pray that we would use our social media. I pray that we would use our platforms. I pray that we would use uh, uh, wherever we work and we would use wherever we go and we would use whatever we do, Father, to be ministers of reconciliation. The word minister is not a title. The word minister is a function. It means to serve. You've called us all to serve. Let us use our lives to better the lives of other people. Come on, can you drop this in the screen? Say, I serve, I serve, I serve, I serve. 
Let us have that mentality everywhere we go, that we are representations of you. So, Father, everything we do, let us represent you well. Everything we do, let us make sure that people see us through you. Father, even when we want to act a fool with them, let us remember that they got to see us through you. Even when we want to snap, crackle, and pop, let us remember that. I don't mean they can just do any kind of thing, any kind of way. But, Father, let us remember that we represent you. And I thank you, God, that we would literally see ourselves as those that are to serve in Jesus' name. But God, we pray right now for every person. Right, guys, let's go right into it. We pray for every prayer request. What's a prayer request? Something you pray for yourself. So right now in the comments, I want you to drop a prayer request for yourself. This is not the time to pray for your daughter. This ain't the time to pray for your son. This ain't the time to pray for your cousin now. This is the time to drop a prayer request for you. Three types of prayer. Number one, to pray, which means to ask. Number two, supplication. This is when you pray for another Christian. And number three, um, uh, intercession. This is when you pray for somebody that's not saved. Right now, the first prayer we want to hit is a prayer for you. Anything that you want to see God do in your life, I need you to release it in the screen. And while you're, while you're dropping that prayer request in the screen, let's go here. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask for forgiveness for all of our sin, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. We pray tonight, God, in Jesus' name, that you would forgive us. You said in 1 John chapter 1 that you are faithful and just to forgive us if we but confess our sins. So we confess, God. We confess. We confess that we have not done everything right. We confess that we've not said everything right. We've confessed that we've not thought everything right. We confess that we've not done everything right. We confess tonight. And because we confess, the enemy can't hold it against us. Because we told on ourselves, the enemy can't use it and weaponize it against us. We confess and we repent. Confess means to say it. Repent means to make a decision to change from it. We confess and we repent tonight in the name of Jesus. And you said, you said that you are faithful and you are just to forgive us, which means tonight when we pray, we are praying as those that are forgiven. We are praying as those that are forgiven. Not as those that are perfect, but those that are forgiven. And tonight, as we are forgiven, we can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. You hear us, God. You hear us, God. We don't have to worry about anything that we pray tonight. We know that you hear us and you don't turn a deaf ear to us. We know that you hear us and that you will respond to us. We know that you hear us and that you will cause all things to work together for our good. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Now, God, I cover every single prayer request, these requests for these individuals, and I pray then, Lord, what is currently a prayer request would be a praise report. What is currently something they are asking you for, that this, this month, God, they would see results where they're thanking you for it. Let's pray that what they're asking you for today, they would be thanking you for by May 31st, 2023. Please, let's go up. What we are praying for today. We would be thanking you for by May 31st, 2023. Father, your word makes the declaration that we can put a demand on heaven. Your word makes the declaration that we can put a demand on the seasons. Your word makes the declaration that we can, can put a demand on the environment. Father, there is power in our words. You said, in Genesis, that we are made in your image and your likeness, which you are a speaking spirit. And you as a speaking spirit control everything, which means from one place you speak and what you speak goes into the ages. It goes into the cosmos. It goes into the planets. It goes into the galaxies and it can close it and it changes things. And so, Father, we exercise the authority that you committed into us, God, and we use that same authority. So we command the earth to yield what belongs to us. We command the universe to yield what belongs to us. We command every person, place, thing, or idea to yield what belongs to us in the name of Jesus. Father, we walk in that same authority when we pray tonight. We're not praying tonight as beggars. We weren't born to bed. We were praying, we're praying tonight as sons and daughters of the Most High God. Your word says in Revelation 5, 10, that you have made us to be kings and priests. Kings means that we are successful. It's not either or, it's both and. And priest means that we are spiritual. God, we have an SS anointing. Drop that on the screen, SS. This means we're spiritual and we're successful. We don't have to pick one or the other. We get to experience both. We don't have to decide one or the other. We walk in both. And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Now, God, make these prayer requests manifest quickly. We command whatever needs to change to change to make the prayer requests Come forth. Your word says that the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous, they avail much. The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous, they avail much. The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous, that's James 5, 16, they avail it much. So we pray tonight, God, believing that as we pray, we will see results. That as we pray, things will get done. That as we pray, 
We are not just doing this for form and fashion, that as we pray, we will see things happen. I pray, God, that prayers we forgot, we prayed, you'd answer. I pray, God, that prayers that we forgot, we asked for, you'd answer. I pray, God, that you would make low places level. What does this mean? We won't have to go through a dip to get to our next. I pray that you make high places low. What does this mean? That you make it so that we don't have to climb high in order to help to get to our next. I pray, God, that you would remove obstacles. You told us yesterday uh, in Psalm 18, 29, that this would be a week where we would clear every hurdle. I pray that every hurdle that's in the midst trying to stop us from getting the manifestation of our prayer request, we pray that we would clear that hurdle. What does that mean? That we would overcome that hurdle. And what was a hurdle? Father, it would be a help. What was a hurdle? It would literally help us to pick up speed. What was a hurdle? That it would work together for our good. We play Romans 8.28 over every prayer request that all things, that all things would work together for our good. Father, all things would work together for our good. Why? Because we love you. Yeah, we don't just come to you asking you for stuff. How rude. We don't just come to you asking you to do this and do that. How rude. We tell you tonight that we love you. Come on in the comments. Let him know. We love you, God. You are our Alpha and Omega. You are our beginning and our end. You are the first and the last. You are the great God. You are the Lord. Uh, you are Jehovah, the Lord. You are the Lord, our provider. You are the Lord, our peace. You are Abba, our father. You are El Shaddai. You are Jehovah, Rohi, our great shepherd. You are all that and more. So we don't come to you trying to use you. We don't come to you trying to abuse you. We don't come to you trying to take advantage of you. We don't come to you like you're some deadbeat dad that the only thing we show up for is to get some child support from you. No, we show up to let you know we love you. Why? Because you first loved us. Come on, y'all. Let's tell him. You first loved us. And so we let you know we love you tonight, God. We let you know we appreciate you tonight, God. We let you know we clap for you, God. If nobody else will praise you, we owe you one. If nobody else will shout, we owe you a shout. If nobody else will leap, we owe you a leap. If nobody else will dance, we owe you a dance. If nobody else will rejoice, we owe you that because you have been good to us. And so we tell you tonight, we owe you this praise because we love you. We owe you celebration because we love you. Come on, y'all, tonight, let the Lord know on every platform, while you're sharing, can you just let him know that you love him? While you're singing this to somebody, can you let him know that you love him? While you're texting this to somebody or tapping the screen on TikTok, let him know that you love him. There's nothing worse than to have the feeling that somebody's using you and only trying to get what they can get out of you. If you don't like it, we cannot do it to God. Come on, y'all. If you don't do it, if you don't want nobody doing it to you, you cannot do it to the Lord. If you don't want nobody just coming to you when you need something, you cannot do it to the Lord. We love you tonight, and we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We enter your courts with thanksgiving, or your gates with thanksgiving, and your courts with praise. We thank you. Father, thank you for even helping us in our moments, here it is, of doubt and unbelief. Thank you for helping us. Father, forgive us for entertaining false beliefs. I hear you, Lord. Forgive us for entertaining, for the three of you that have been entertaining Islam. Where are you at? I heard the Lord say, tell them that I, I watch me, the scripture says, he says that I am the Lord your God, and beside me there is none other. God says, you will have no other gods or sources before him. God says, I will have nobody else before me. And Father, we ask for forgiveness for putting anybody or anything before you. We ask that you forgive us for that tonight, God. We let you know you and your kingdom are number one. Matthew 6, drop a number one in the comments. Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Which means, what does this mean? God says, if you seek me and you love me, seek and love what's important to me. You cannot say that you love God and do not love what's important to God. So, Father, we say what you love, we love. You ready for this? Who you love, we love. Who you love, we love. What you love, we love, and we thank you for it. Forgive us tonight, God. Forgive us for putting people in your seat. Forgive us for putting money in your seat. Forgive us for putting jobs and careers in your seat. Come on, y'all. Forgive us, God, for putting status in your seat. Forgive us for putting likes and shares in your seat. Forgive us for putting low-down, dirty, trifling scallywags in your seat. In Jesus' name. What's a scallywag, Bishop? Somebody that ain't don't deserve a seat that the Lord's supposed to sit in. <laughs> in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All right, guys, let's share. <clears throat> um, again, we have 1,274 recorded decisions so far this year. Tonight, 
we're going to exceed 1,275, okay? Here's what the Lord said we are to focus our time of prayer on tonight. Let me get you to share over there on YouTube, Facebook. You got to make sure we get, and over here on TikTok, let me get you to share. Um, here's what the Lord said we're to focus on tonight. I did a reel about it earlier today. Um, if you didn't check the reel out, check the reel out um, about doubt and unbelief. How many of you can be honest? Wave at me in the comments. If you in the last, you ready for this? In the last 15 days have struggled with doubt and unbelief. Wave at me. No, and there's no guilt. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. So I'm not asking that to shame you. When you're real, God can heal. You know how many people never get healed because they're never real. They can never be healed from what they pretend like isn't an issue. God can never heal you from what you pretend like is not an issue. You can never be healed from what you pretend like is not an issue. You can never be healed from what you pretend like is not an issue. Did you hear that? You can never be healed from what you pretend like is not an issue. Um, and there's a couple of things that I want to hit in prayer. In Hebrews chapter three, um, that we're going to read, um, we're going to read from verse seven. We're going to pray verse seven all the way down uh, to verse number thirteen, verse fifteen. So we're going to read. We're going to pray a good number of verses because I heard the Lord say today. He says, "Son, for most of my my people, their issue is doubt and unbelief. It is not. It is not the devil. It's their doubt and unbelief." It's not their past. It's their doubt and unbelief. It's not what their obstacles are. It's their doubt and unbelief. It's their doubt and unbelief. Now, in a moment, in a moment, that's uh, we're going to pray from Hebrews 3, 7 down through 15. We're going to pray those verses. Um, and tonight, we're going to attack your doubt and unbelief. We're going to attack your doubt and unbelief. We are going to attack your doubt and unbelief. We are going to attack your doubt and unbelief. I want to do something real quick, though, real fast um, for my Instagram. It may pop out for just a second. It's going to come right back in. I just want to make sure that I don't have any issue with that thing. It may pop out for just a second and come back in. Okay, it didn't do it. All right, cool. We're going to pray um, about doubt and unbelief. Here we go. Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. All right, it did it. There we go. Okay, it's back in. It should be back in. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. It says, this is what the Holy Ghost says. Um, today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness. So what happens with doubt and unbelief? Here's the first thing. You ready? One of the first things that happens is that when you hear an instruction, your heart hardens. Now, why does your heart in scripture, so let me teach it, we're going to teach it, and we're going to pray about it. We're going to teach it, and we're going to pray about it. Why does your heart harden? Your heart represents in scripture your mind. In the Old Testament, it's the word lev. Drop it in the comments, L-A-B. In the New Testament, it's the word cardia, K-A-R-D-I-A. You, that looks similar to you, right? Because you can see the word cardiac in English that we see there. Cardiac, which deals with your heart. Both of those words mean your mind. So whenever the scripture says our heart, 99% of the time, it's talking about your mind, right? So people say, you got to get it in here. This pumps blood. This is not the heart the Bible's talking about, unless it's talking about a literal heart. This is a blood pumper. When it, the Bible's talking about your heart, and it's talking about your mind. Now, there's subsets to your mind. You have your conscious mind and your unconscious mind. You, or your subconscious mind, excuse me. Your subconscious mind is your spirit. That's your spirit. That's the real you. Your conscious mind is a part of your soul. There's the delineation between the two, all right? Now, why is this important to understand? In Hebrews 3, he said, when you hear his voice, where do we hear his voice every time we read a verse? Where do we hear his voice when we're in prayer? Where do we hear his voice when you hear a message coming forth, all right? So God is speaking. Um, there's two primary words for when God speaks. When God speaks, come on, buddy, now. When God speaks, two primary ways for his logos, that's his written word, and his rhema, that's his preached word. That's revelation about what he's already said. Logos is what he said. Rhema is what he's saying on what, based on what he said. Let me back that day. You ready? Logos is what he said. That's written. Rhema is what he's saying about what he said. That's rhema. Those are the two primary ways that God speaks, okay? Bible says don't harden your heart. For some of you tonight, your heart gets hardened whenever something comes forward. And that hardened heart is that you don't want to be disappointed. That hardened heart is that you don't want to um, set your expectations high and those expectations not be met. Your hardened heart, you ready, is you don't want to be embarrassed. Your hardened heart is that you don't want to be in shame. And so tonight, we have to pray for your heart that it's not hardened. Father, in Jesus' name, do not let... 
Our hearts be hardened. What does this mean? Nothing can get through. Nothing can get through. Do not let our hearts be hardened, God, so that we tense up, so that we don't take action, so that we are not malleable, so that we're not pliable. Do not let our hearts be hardened when we hear your word. Do not let our hearts be hardened when we receive instruction. Do not let us get a hardened heart because, Father, your word says, in Hebrews 3, that the children of Israel, that's what they did. When our, heart, when our hearts are hardened, we rebel. When our hearts are hardened, we disobey. When our hearts are hardened, we do our own thing. When our hearts are hardened, we're dishonorable. When our hearts are hardened, we're disrespectful. When our hearts are hardened, we're not listening. When our hearts are hardened, we're not paying attention. Do not let our hearts be hardened, God. In Jesus' name, I pray, watch this, if your heart represents your mind and it's talking about a hardened heart, what is it really saying? You're hard-headed. Don't let us be hard-headed, uh, hard God. Don't let us, the one translation says you have a forehead of a whore. Do not let us, God, have a, tra uh, have a heart that's like that in the name of Jesus. We pray uh, that our hearts would not be hardened, but they'll be malleable, that they'd be pliable. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. That scripture reference is Jeremiah 3 and 3. God was speaking to his people and he told them, he says, you have the forehead of a whore. That's what he told his people. He said, you, you, think, you think you got it all together. He said, but you really get pimped and played. He says, you think you're really doing something. And he said, you have the forehead of a whore. That's Bible. Jeremiah 3 and 3. Jeremiah 3 and 3. All right, let's go to the next part. Guys, do me a favor, share. We're about to attack your doubt and unbelief. We're about to attack your doubt and unbelief. Father, I pray that tonight you'd show us where our heart is hardened. I pray that you'd show us where our heart, uh, uh, we have a hard head. Show us tonight, God, so that tomorrow that not be our issue. Show us tonight, God, so that tomorrow that not be our challenge. Show us tonight, God, so that tomorrow we not deal with the same thing that we were dealing with today. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, everybody say amen right there. Let's go to the next verse. Uh, Hebrews chapter 3. Uh, verse number eight, he says, uh, or that I read verse number eight, do not harden your hearts as Israel did when they rebelled, when they tested me in the wilderness, even though uh, there your ancestors tested and tried my patience. This is God speaking. Even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. Here's what God says. Whenever you have a hardened heart, you test them. And, and think about it like this. If somebody, everybody look at me. If you constantly have somebody on you, around you, on trial, at a certain point, what you're doing is saying, I don't really trust you. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. Hey, I'm going to say that again. If you constantly have somebody around you on trial, and I'm not talking about for new stuff. I'm not talking about for new stuff. I'm not talking about for new stuff. If you constantly have somebody around you on trial, what will happen is that eventually they're going to figure it out. Okay, you just don't trust me. You just don't trust me. Everybody listen. God said, they tried me and they tested me and they tested my patience, even though they saw my miracles. Question, prayer, where are you testing God right now? Where do you have him on trial as if he's ever failed you? Where do you have him on trial as if he's ever let you down? Tonight, Father, we ask that you forgive us for putting you on trial. Forgive us tonight, God, for testing you. Forgive us tonight, God, for putting you on the sand as if you have ever lost a battle, ever lost a fight, if you have ever done us wrong, you have been good to us all of our lives. And just because we didn't get what we wanted, that means that you failed. Just because we didn't get what we asked for, doesn't mean that we failed. Every parent knows that there are certain things you cannot give your child. And just because they ask you for them does not mean that they're ready for them. It does not mean that they understand what to do with it. So forgive us, God, for falsely indicting you for not doing it. Because just because we didn't get what we asked for. You are our father, not a genie in a bottle. You are our God, not our homeboy. You are our God, not a side piece. You are our God. So tonight, God, we ask that you forgive us for testing you. Forgive us, God, for testing your patience. We've seen enough. Come on, prayer. We've seen your miracles. Can you drop in the comments something you've seen God do? Something that you know, didn't know. I know that's not good English, but didn't nobody do this but God. Can you drop in the comments something that you know 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 that God has done for you? 
that God has done for you. There's no other explanation. God healed your body. God took away the lump. God took away the sickness. God took away the disease. God got you out of poverty. God got you as a millionaire. God got you as a six-figure earner. God got your business off the ground. God got you out of depression. You have seen his miracles. So you have no right. We have no right. Come on, prayer. Let's go. We have no right to put you on trial because we've seen too much and we know too much about you to doubt you. We know too much. Come on, Elizabeth, heal you from cancer. Tell your testimony. There's two cancer healings back there. There's three right there. There's three cancer healings right over here in these comments on Instagram. Three of them. Three of them. There's a six-figure earner right there on Facebook. Has you overbooked right there on Facebook. Healed you from anemia right there on Facebook. You better talk to me in these comments. Saved you from uh, multiple things in your life over here on TikTok. Saved you from an abusive relationship. Saved you from bullets that were shot at you. Y'all better come on here. We've seen too many miracles. We've seen too many miracles. We've seen too many miracles. We've seen too many miracles for us to doubt you now. So tonight, God, we reestablish our trust in you. We don't just believe in you. We believe you. We believe God. Come on, I need you to put that in the comments. I believe God. IBG, drop it like that. IBG, we believe God. We do not believe in the outcome. We believe in the God of the outcome. Whatever the outcome is, is good for us. Whatever the outcome is, it is good for us. You make all things work together for our good. And for that, we say thank you. We believe God. We believe God. We believe God. Come on, prayer. Let's push this a little further. Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. Another commit stopped you from committing suicide in 2017. That's because God knew what 2023 was coming for you. And he was going to set you into your assignment. You, you hear me? That's why death couldn't hold you. That's why death couldn't have you. All right, let's go. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 9. There your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. I want you to pay attention to the revelation of the verse. We're almost done, guys. Pay attention to the revelation of the verse. 40 is the biblical number of wilderness and testing. So God said, I left you all. I left you all. I see you. I left you all in the wilderness for 40 years and you kept testing me. So I had to leave you in a test. Y'all better talk to me today. You kept testing me. You look at that testimony. I gave up on church and my coworker invited me to harvest in 2015. You better come on here. Eight years ago. God says, y'all keep testing me. So I'm gonna leave you in a test. What if I told you, y'all ready for this? What if I told you that God says, if you'll stop testing him, he'll take you out your test. Father, whoo, every area we've been testing you, we repent tonight and we hear the revelation of the word tonight that if we stop testing you, you'll take us out our test. If we stop testing you, the test will be over. This, this is why we can pray revelation that says there will be no more delay. There will be no more delay. Revelation 10, 6. There will be no more delay. Why? Because if we stop testing you, then you will take us out of our test. The revelation of the verse is that they had to stay there for 40 years because they kept testing you. They kept trying your patience. We will not try your patience. We will not continue to test you. If we stop testing you, our test will be over. Our delay will be over. So we say no more delay. Drop it in the comments. We say our test is over. We say our trial is over. We say our difficult season is over. Now, there will be another, but this one is over. We say where we weren't seeing fruit is over. We say where we weren't seeing results is over. We believe God in Jesus' name. There will be no more delay. 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 There will be no more delay, no more delay. in Jesus' name. Every prayer, you can manifest it now, God, because we won't test you. Every breakthrough, you can manifest it now because we won't test you. 
Every financial breakthrough, you can release it now because we'll stop testing you. Every person that we need in the right seat at the right time, you can put them in the seats because we won't test you anymore. Everything we need, you can release it because we won't test you anymore. Our test ends when we stop testing you. Our test ends when we stop testing you. I need those of you who just caught that thing on prayer to just put this in all caps. My test is over. My test is over. It don't mean you ain't going to have another one, but this one is over because some of you have been in this one for years. Some of you have been in this one for years. Some of you have been in this one for years. Some of you have been in this one for over a decade. Oh, but the revelation is God says, if you stop testing me, I will take you out your test, but I'm going to leave you there. You have to stay there until you stop testing me. Y'all, excuse me, this thing is good to me. This thing is good to me. He said, son, attack their doubt and unbelief tonight. And by there, me first. He said, I'm attacking your doubt and unbelief. I'm attacking their doubt and unbelief. You cannot walk in doubt and unbelief. Let's go to the next verse. Hebrews chapter 3. Guys, if you haven't shared, make sure you share. When you share, people get saved. This is, uh, uh, Sean says, this is my road to my bones. Come on, Sean, let's go. Verse number um, 10. So I was angry with them. And I said, their hearts, what is heart? I just talked to that a minute, their mind. They always turn from me. They refuse to do what, what I tell them. Here's what the Lord had to say about his people. He said, y'all keep turning to everything else but me. He said, I wish you would. You out here going to get some crystals and infinity stones and you thinking you, you from uh, 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 Avengers and you got your incense and all that and you you ringing your bells and, and, and you sitting here doing your chants. God says, you turn to everything but me. You go drinking, but you won't pray. You go smoking, but you won't pray. You go sexing, but you won't pray. You go cussing everybody out, but you won't pray. You turn to everything else but me. You ready for this? You go exercise, but you won't pray to me. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. You call your mama, but you won't call me. You call your sister then, but you won't call me. The Bible says you go to everything. Look at what he said. He says, you turn to everything but me. He says, you go to everything else but me. You tried everybody else's ideas but mine. He says, you refuse to do what I tell you. Father, tonight, we make it clear that we turn to you. We look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Forgive us for going to anything else first beside you. Forgive us for looking to anything else first beside you. We make it clear that you are our God. And beside you, there is none other. Come on, online. I need you to just say, you are my God. You are my God. TikTok is going to pop out for just a second and it's going to come right back in. It's going to come right back in. You are my God. You are my God. You are my God. What does God mean? Source. You are my source. Money is not our source. Relationships are not our source. People are not our source. Things are not our source. You are our source. You are our God. No crystals. You made the crystals. I wish we would consult our horoscopes to see what the stars say when we can go to the God that makes the stars. I wish we would. And I mean that in a Southern way, like, I wish you would, meaning like, did not do that. <laughs> Forgive us for that, Father. Forgive us for going to everybody else first but you. Forgive us for getting everybody else's opinion first but praying. Forgive us for thinking, hearing everybody else's ideas before we hear yours. You said they refuse to listen to me. We don't want that to be our testimony. We're listening. We're listening. We're listening. Luke 8, 18. Take heed to how you listen. We're listening. We're listening. We're listening. We are listening. We are listening. We are listening, God. We are listening, and we will obey. 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 Guys, let's push a little further in prayer. Whatever platform you're on, make sure that you share. Last couple of verses. Let me go back to verse 10, though. So I was angry with them. Now, Scripture says that his anger is for a moment. <laughs> his anger is for a moment, but his favor, that's Psalm 30 and 5, is for a lifetime. Here's the question, though. Why even provoke the Lord to anger? 
I want you to pay attention. Y'all ready for this? Now, for all of you that are judgmental and religious, um, this is gonna this is gonna really help you because you got to get up off that judgmental religious thing. What do you mean religious and judgmental? Um, there's a difference between loving the Lord and being spiritual and being being judgmental and religious. When you're judgmental, you look at everybody else's stuff and you condemn them based on what you see, not what you know. When I say religious, this means that you are so caught up on your judgment and condemning and condemning of people that you don't recognize the same grace that you want is the same grace you have to give. That's what I mean when I say that. Okay, listen to this. That Psalm 35, his anger is for a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Question, but why provoke him to anger in the first place? And I want you to pay attention to what provoked him to anger. Your heart keeps turning from me. You refuse to do what I say. Now, a lot of what people say really gets God. This is what gets him. He says, you don't listen. You don't listen. And you refuse to do what I say. This is what made him angry. You ready for this? I'm not saying making mistakes should be our lifestyle. No, but pay attention. Pay attention. He said, your refusal to listen is what makes me angry. He said, you ain't even tried to hear what I said. You ain't even trying to listen to wisdom. That's what made him angry. He didn't say uh, 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 mistakes is what got him angry. That ain't what he said. He said, what makes me angry is that you refuse to listen to me. You refuse to listen to me and you turn to everything but me. You turn to everything but me. You ready for this? Bishop, how do I know if I'm not listening? You ready? Because the same conversations have to continue to be had. Prayer, talk to me. Y'all getting quiet. Talk. You know you're not listening. If you, listen, sometimes Christians will say confirmation. Okay, how many more confirmations do you need? We keep having the kind, last week, as a leader, how do you know somebody's not listening? I have to keep saying the same things to you. And at a certain point, my anger is that you're not listening to me. You didn't make a mistake. You willfully chose to do your own thing. So now I need to willfully choose, choose to withdraw my voice. So see how you make it. See how you do. It's quiet. Then I said, we try to suck it all up. You got to hear this, guys. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. How many more confirmations do you need? How many more times God got to show you? Blue, 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 blue's clues, blue's clues, blue, 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 blue. You're like, Lord, just show me a sign. Blue. Lord, just show me another sign. Blue. Lord, can you show me a sign when I'm asleep? Blue. Lord, can you show me a sign when I wake up? Blue. What else do you want? How do you know you're not listening? He has to keep repeating himself. And at a certain point, at a certain point, when you're a leader, you will stop repeating yourself because you have deduced that who you're talking to is not listening. The Lord had to teach me this. Just, just, even just here recently, the Lord had to say, I, 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 there was something that happened. I wanted to check it. The Lord said, say nothing. Do, he said, do not waste your voice on that anymore. I said, yes, sir. I won't say anything. He said, do not waste your voice. Father, don't let us be disobedient. Come on, y'all, let's pray. Don't let us refuse to listen to you. Don't let us keep having to have the same conversations and praying about the same stuff over and 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 over again. Don't let that be us, God. We declare that we hear and we obey. We hear and we obey. We hear and we obey. In Jesus' name. Okay, let's go to this next part. Come on, guys, share. When you share, people get saved. Every platform. Tap that screen on TikTok. Use the uh, triangle at the bottom over here on Instagram. On this platform, make sure you like, tip me where you're watching from, and share if you haven't done that. Look at verse 11. So in my anger, I took an oath. They will never enter my place of rest. What's another word for rest? The Hebrew word shalom. Here's what God says. God says, I made this promise to myself. That because of what they are doing, they will never see shalom. Whoa. That's an intense verse, right? That's an intense verse, right? That's an intense verse. God said, I made a decision. I promised me that I'm not letting them in to shalom. 
He said, I make that promise to myself. He said, because they don't want it. They don't want to listen to him. So they don't want it. They like, you ready? They like struggling. They like unnecessary warfare. They like having ups and downs. You ready? You ready? They like getting the last word. It's Hebrews 3. They like getting the last word. It's quiet in here. They, they, they like always having to be right. They like then. Ain't nobody going to talk to them like that. So good. Ain't nobody going to talk to them no more. They like that. So let me give them the struggle that they want since they don't want shalom. This is what God said. He said, I'm interpreting your actions and this is what I've concluded. I know this is heavy Monday night prayer. This is why I say this for Monday night. That's why I say it for Monday night for prayer. You ready? Father, we release the desire to hold on to struggles when we can receive shalom. We, we, we release unnecessary struggles because some struggles are unnecessary. It's because of us. Some struggles are unnecessary. It's because of what we think, what we say, what we do. We release unnecessary struggles and we decree and declare that we would walk in your shalom. We pray, Psalm 30 and 5, that your anger might be for a moment, <laughs> but your favor is for a lifetime. We speak favor over every area of our lives in Jesus' name. Drop the word favor in the comments. Drop the word favor in the comments. If this is agitating you right now, let me tell you what that's called. That's called the Holy Ghost giving you one more chance. If this is convicting you right now, that's called the Holy Ghost giving you one more chance. If you're offended and got an attitude right now, that's called your demons showing themselves. Hmm? If you're offended right now, like that, you got a you got an evil spirit that you better get up out yourself. I hear strong apostolic authority speaking tonight. You better get that up out of you because this should not offend you. If this offends you, what it's offending is your pride, your arrogance, and that evil spirit that's taking residence in you. Father, don't let that be us. You said that you are a father and a father corrects the children that he loves. We thank you for a correcting word tonight. That's Proverbs 3.12. That's Hebrews 12.6. We thank you for a correcting time of prayer tonight. Correct me, God. Correct us, God. Come on, y'all. Correct us, God. You don't condemn us, which means you're not beating us down. You are convicting us, which means you're lifting us up. Condemnation beats us down. Conviction lifts us up and says, deal with this so you can go up. Deal with this so that you can remove these unnecessary issues. Deal with this so that you don't keep going through the same cycles and circles over and over and over again. So we, we make this promise to you tonight, God, that we are always open to you correcting us. We are always open to you checking us. We are always open to you saying, mm -mm, don't do that. We are open to this. Don't let us be bastards. Bastards, it means a fatherless child. We have the great king of kings as our father. Do not let us live as bastards. Do not let us live as the uncorrected. Do not let us live. And I know that's not popular today because people, ain't nobody gonna tell me nothing. That's old school. No, but it's not old school. That sounds ridiculous. You sound foolish. Shh, don't speak. That's Bible. That's Bible. And the word was right uh, 5,000 years ago, and the word is still right today. Old saints used to say it like this. The Bible is right. Can I get somebody to finish the line in, this, in, in the comments for me? Somebody's wrong. Somebody's wrong. There are people who, that's this old school. I don't believe in all of that. Uh, okay, good luck with living like that. Good luck with living like that. Good luck with living like that. That's, that's I don't believe in all of that. I don't believe in all of that. Okay, you can believe what you want to believe. But the Bible is right. Somebody else got to be wrong. We're open. We are open. We are open. Come on, guys. Let's push a little further in prayer. I know this is intense, but let's push a little further in prayer because I got to get to this verse. The Lord says, son, I want you to attack their doubt and unbelief. Verse 12. Be careful then. Dear brothers and sisters, make sure your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. Listen to me, guys. Doubt and unbelief are not the same thing. 
Doubt means to question what you believe. And here's the truth. Everybody in the scripture doubted at some point. Everybody did. But you know the difference? Unbelief is a refusal to believe. I'm going to say it again, Ray. I'm going to say it again, Naomi. You ready? I'm going to say it again. Doubt is questioning what you believe. Jeremiah doubted himself. Paul doubted himself. Moses doubted himself. Joseph doubted himself. Mr. How do you know Joseph doubted himself? Because one verse says that the Lord gave him mercy. And mercy is when God blocks something negative that you do deserve. So why did Joseph need mercy? Because at some point, Joseph did something that the Bible never tells us what he did, but he needed God to block it. So that means at some point he doubted. Mary at some point doubted. Joseph at some point doubted. Gideon at some point doubted. You ready? They doubted. Doubt, you ready? Doubt and unbelief are two different things. Doubt is to question what you believe. Everybody that did anything great in the scripture at some point doubted. They just got delivered from doubt. Delivered from, they came out of doubt. Unbelief is a refusal to believe. It's I won't believe. I won't. I won't. You see the difference? One is part of your process. The other is a willful decision to not believe. They're two different things. They're two different things. Father, we pray that wherever we doubt you, deliver, I'm talking so because I need you to get it, deliver us from doubt. Wherever we're questioning you, deliver us from doubt. You ready? Wherever we're questioning what you've placed in us, deliver us from doubt. Wherever we are questioning your word, deliver us from doubt. Wherever we are questioning your ability to do the miracle signs and wonders, we ask that you deliver us from doubt. Come on, if you're dealing with doubt right now, can you just put that in the screen? Deliver me from doubt. Deliver me from doubt. Deliver me from doubt. Deliver us from doubt. It's simply asking questions. Are you sure? Do you really want me to do this? Am I really supposed to do this? Am I supposed to say this? Am I supposed to sow this? Am I supposed to pray for this person? Am I deliver us from doubt wherever we are doubting? Ray says, this is cutting out the cancer. Deliver us from doubt. We know too much about you to doubt you. Deliver us from doubt. Here's what we know. You will make all things work together for our good, period. End of discussion. Which means whatever happens, it's for our good. End of discussion. We don't have to doubt because everything that happens is for our good. Everything that happens is for our good. You could have stopped it, you didn't, so we don't doubt that it's for our good. You could have blocked it, but you didn't, so we don't doubt that it's for our good. But Lord, the evil one, and this is what Hebrews 3 says, it says, an evil and unbelieving heart. Unbelief is evil. Evil. Evil in Hebrew means contrary to. It's evil. Why? Because it's a refusal to believe you. God, this thing, this thing didn't just show up. This thing sometimes festers under the surface for years, develops as we're children. It starts as a desire to control. Come on, Holy Ghost, pull it out. It starts as a desire to control things. It starts as a desire to regain control where you feel like some other person took control or took advantage of you. So now I refuse to believe. It is the serial nature of, uh, of doubt that is now fermented and it has become the evil air of unbelief. The evil error of unbelief. The evil error of unbelief. The evil error of unbelief. It is the refusal to believe you. It is you say jump and we refuse to believe that you meant what you said. It is that you say forgive and we forget, we refuse to believe that if we don't forgive others, we will not ourselves be forgiven. Forgive us for our refusal to believe tonight. Forgive us for our refusal to want to not be embarrassed. So it's easier to do our thing versus do your thing because our thing doesn't have any embarrassment potential attached to it. Forgive us for our refusal to believe. 
our refusal to believe, our refusal to believe, our refusal to believe, forgive us tonight, God. If you know that you have not just dealt with doubt, but you've dealt with unbelief, it's your refusal to believe. Can you just type that in the screen? Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. It's evil. That's what the Bible says. I just read you the verse. The Bible says that's evil. That is evil. It is God showing you incontrovertible proof that this is an Apple TV remote. And you saying, I don't believe. I don't believe. Thomas said, I won't believe unless I see the holes in his hands and his feet and his side. I won't believe. It is unbelief. And that's evil. It is evil. I won't believe unless he does this. That's evil. That's evil. And Father, forgive us for walking in that. Forgive us for trying to manipulate and control you with that. You are God. You are a king. You are not a genie in the bottle. You are not a servant who serves at our beck and call. And we make our will your will. We make your will our will. I know this is heavy, but we thank you for it tonight. You are our God. And we declare that we will attack our doubt and unbelief. We believe you and we will not be disappointed. 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 In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody, drop an amen right there. Wow, right? How many of you tonight prayer really opened your eyes to see some things? We covered a lot. How many of you prayed tonight really opened your eyes to see some things? Open your eyes to see some things. Wave at me. Um, listen, I want us to shift to the last two types of prayer because we only got three minutes. This is, um, we prayed for you. Let's shift to the last two types of prayer. One of the greatest ways to overcome doubt and unbelief is to help somebody else. Is to help somebody else. When you pour, the Bible says that the generous, that he who pours will be poured into. He who pours will be poured into you. If you pour, you'll be poured into. And so I want to, uh, that's Proverbs eleven twenty five. So we're going to take these last couple of minutes because sometimes to overcome your doubt and unbelief, you got to help somebody else's. Did you hear what I just said? Sometimes to help your doubt and unbelief, you got to help somebody else. You got to pray for somebody else. You got to believe for somebody else. So tonight, let's go into supplication. Welcome, Judy. Glad you're on. Supplications. What is supplication? This is to pray for another believer. Guys, can you just drop the initials and prayer requests, if you'd like to, of another believer, somebody that you know believes in God, that you know knows the Lord? Can you just drop a prayer request in there? It's supplication, which means it's like a supplement to what they pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we make supplication right now, God, for individuals tonight. The initials that we drop on the screen, we make supplication for them. We back them up in the spirit. We know that as we pray for them, Father, that it's an easy way for us to overcome our doubt and for us to overcome our unbelief. See, if we pour into somebody else, we will be poured into. So as we pour faith onto somebody else's situation, faith is poured into us for our situations. As we pour faith over somebody else's life, faith is poured into us for our lives. See, we can't get what we haven't given. We can't receive what we haven't released. So Father, we pray for them right now. We pray that we be their backup in the spirit. We pray, God, in Jesus' name, that every answer that they need shows up. Every resource that they need shows up. We pray that they would call us with good news. Let them call us with a praise report. Guys, you can even tag them right now. Let them know I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. You can tag them on whatever platform. Let them know I'm praying for you. We back them up in the spirit right now in Jesus' name. Last thing, we pray, God, for those that do not know you. This is the seat of the intercessor. Can you drop the initials? You can even tag them, somebody that you know that doesn't know the Lord. I don't care if you've been praying for them for years and they still not gotten saved. You have to keep applying pressure in prayer You have until you see them, until you see results in prayer. You keep putting pressure in prayer until you see results in prayer. God, we pray right now in the seat of the intercessor, praying for those that do not know you, those that are far from you, believing that you would draw them unto you. Your word says in John chapter 9, God, that uh, the only prayer that is heard of an unsaved prayer person is the prayer of salvation. Your word says, God, that no man comes to you except the Spirit draw them. So we pray that you would draw people tonight in the name of Jesus. And we pray that they are saved and they are serving this year. And we thank you that it is so. 
in Jesus' name. Satan, we say, we rebuke you. We rebuke you off of their lines. We rebuke every evil spirit, every evil voice, every evil noun, person, place, thing, an idea that would try to mess with them, block them, negatively influence them. We pray that that be shut down in the name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody said amen right there. Listen, last two things I want to do. It's eight o'clock. We're on time. Last two things I want to do. Um, tonight, if you're not saved, I need you. This is God's coming to get you tonight. If you're already saved and you're a Christian right now, I need you to start praying because right now we have 1,274 decisions. We're about to over, go over that number right now. I need for you, if you're saved, you're a Christian, I need you praying right now that people will respond because I'm about to make the invitation. Tonight, if you're not a Christian, this is your opportunity to come to the Lord for the first time. What's the good news? The good news is the bad news is wrong. The good news is that 2,000 years ago, God dropped himself into a body. That body was called Jesus. That body died so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. There's no limit to how many times you can recommit because if you're not sure, you've got to be sure. Um, uh, they're already responding, y'all. I haven't even given the invitation. People are already responding. Get Y'all start counting for me. That's one, two already. Number two, if you have, if you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, wherever you're at, I need you on the count of three to do that hand with the emoji or save me. That's three. Or, num or number three, if you're on here tonight and you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure tonight. I don't want to go to sleep tonight without knowing that things are right with the Lord and I. Listen, guys, you, that's four already. I haven't even given the call. You don't get your, that's five. I haven't even given the call. You don't get your, uh, um, that's six. I haven't even given the call. That's seven. I haven't given, let's just give the call. If you need, that's eight. Go ahead and respond. That's eight. Go ahead and respond. If you need to become a Christian, that's nine. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. I need you to respond wherever you're at. Nine have already responded. They've been responding this whole time. So let's just go. See what happens when y'all pray? See what you just did? That's 10. When you began to pray, people began to respond even before, that's 11, even before, that's 12, even before the call was made. Come on, God, wherever you're at, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. You don't get your life right to come to God. You come to God and God is going to help you to get your life right. Mr. Foreman, I got a lot of sins. Great, he shed a lot of blood. Mr. Foreman, I got a lot of doubts. Great, he's got a lot of answers. Mr. Foreman, I got questions. Listen, you don't, you don't get every question answered about a car before you buy it. You don't get every question answered about a chair before you sit in it. That's 13. That's 14. You just believe. And this is all you got to do tonight. You just believe by faith that he is. Can I say this to some of you? Well, what if it's not true? What do you have to lose then? Like, what do you lose? If none of this is true, which, by the way, that's crazy. That's 15. That's crazy to think that way. It takes more faith to not believe in God than it does to believe in God. It takes more faith to believe that we came from some monkeys and some soup. It was a big bang. Well, who shot the bang off? Well, it was a big primordial soup. Well, who put the soup there? Campbell's? Who put the soup there? Hmm? Well, we came from chimps. Okay, well, can you not? why can't you not show me one chimpanzee that is in the midst of transitioning into human, uh, becoming a human, humanoid? Why can't you show me one? You know why? Because that takes, that, that, honestly, that takes more faith to believe than it does to believe in God. Because that's nuts. I'm not knocking anybody. That's just nuts. Okay, we came from chimps. There you go. Well, who made the chimps? Okay, like, that's just, this is, it was aliens. Okay, okay, great. Okay, it was aliens. Okay, okay, fine. For all my conspiracy theories, okay, fine. So who made the aliens? Well, they just came here. From where? Another universe. Well, who made that? He's the God of the galaxies, not the earth. Not just the earth. <laughs> Come on, let's go. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, do that hand wave emoji that says to me, we're at 15. We're at 15 tonight. You can keep responding, but everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. I believe you. If I fall, give me the grace to get right back up again. Lock this in me, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, I need you to text the word HARVEST to 55498. Can you do that? Text that word HARVEST to 55498 into the option for salvation to let us know. I saw 15 uh, tonight, and uh, you can keep responding, but to God be the glory for that. We are over. Can we celebrate this? We are over 1,275 decisions tonight. We're 14 over that tonight. To God be the glory. Uh, that, why do we count that? Because that's somebody's life. That matters. 
And then you need to know the impact that what you what you're doing is having. Like when you share, people can say. Last thing I want to do is give us an opportunity to sow. The Bible says that He gives seed to the sword. So we always want to bless what blesses us. And here's here's our seed tonight. I'm going to tie it right there to Hebrews uh, chapter number three, chapter number Hebrews chapter three. And I want to go back to that specific verse. Let me get back to that verse. Our seed tonight, and you can sow it using the cash app, um, dollar sign bishop form with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Giblify, all of that is available. Um, you, you can sow it that way. You can use um, hello at Harvest Church. That church is the key email for that. If you want to use text to give, that's the way I use. You can text the amount to 84321. Enter Harvest Church. And when you see this Harvest V, that's where you want to be. You can do it that way. Here's our seed tonight. Um, it, so it's this is, yes, Lord, I hear you. You ready for this? Our seed tonight it's going to be um, 15. I, that's what I heard. That's what we're going to do. Now, if you want to do more than that, you do more than that. For Hebrews 3 and 15, it says, As it has been said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. That's the seed tonight. And this seed tonight is, I believe. I believe. That's the seed. 15. If you want to do more than that, you do more than that. Some of you may say, Bishop, I want to do 51. Whatever you sow, make sure those two numbers are in it, 15, one and five. You can do 115, you can do 1,015, you can do 5,100, whatever. Make sure those numbers are in it. And when you sow that seed tonight, as you release it, just say, I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. That's our seed tonight. I believe God. Something with a one and a five in it. But Hebrews 3, 15, he says, if you hear, don't harden your heart. In other words, don't doubt and don't operate in unbelief. All right? Love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night tonight. We'll do a pop-up tomorrow. Bishop, when you going live? When you going live? You got to text Harvest to 55498 to get the app that you'll be able to see when we go live. I love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing night. If you missed last night's start to this week, oh, my God, you got to go check it out. Oh, it's 16. 16 decisions. Come on here. All right, I must have missed one. Awesome. Um, praise God. Awesome. All right. I love you guys. What's the cash app? It's dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. Can I get somebody to put that over here again and somebody to do that? Uh, Angel says this was uh, this was such a blessing to God be the glory. Oh, oh, wait a minute before we go. Don't forget. What's the cash app? It's dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. I need you to. There you go. Make sure you put the dollar sign in there. There you go. You got it. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. If you don't do that, it's going to go to the wrong place. Um, dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. Atlanta. Um, we're going to be there on the first and third Sunday. If you're in Atlanta, I need you to get registered to be um, to be there for our Sunday service. Is anybody else psyched about that like I am? We're going to do two Sunday services. You're naming the seat, I believe. Um, or you can just do IBG. Um, we're going to be there the first and third Sunday in June. If you're in Atlanta, get registered. Even if you're not in Atlanta, you just want to be down there, come down there. All you need to do, you just text Harvest to 554982. And you'll be a part of that. You should have a church in Texas. I, you know what? I, you're right. You're right. You're right about that. I agree with that. All right. Atlanta's not the end. It's just the next. All right. Okay. Love you guys. Pray you have an amazing night. But get for Atlanta again. Text Harvest to five five four nine into the Atlanta option or go to the events option, or you just go to the website and tap events and get registered. But I need you to get registered to be a part of that so that we know that you're on your way. All right. I'm excited for the first service on my Jubilee birthday. Come on here. It says I'm ready to make the move. Come on. And, and it is so in Jesus' name. All right. Love you guys. Have a, it's 809. We got to go. Love y'all. Shalom. Yeah, I'll be in Chicago soon. I just saw that pop up. Love you guys. Love you guys. Shalom. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.